into the word of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. As you know, it's only 40 days till Resurrection Sunday. And we are just acknowledging the Lord for all that he does for us and all that he is doing. Amen. We, we, are, we are acknowledging him for coming here, taking on a human form and going to the cross for us. Amen. Take Going to the cross for our sins when it should have been us. But he took our place. Amen. Amen. And we thank the Lord for that. We thank the Lord for that. So I'm not asking you to fast 40 days. I'm not asking you to get rid of all your milk, egg, cheese, and dairy products for 40 days. I'm not asking you to live like a demon on one day and then come get ashes put on your forehead. We don't do that. I said we don't do that. Catholics celebrate Lent by getting rid of all their meat. Some get rid of all eggs, milk, cheese, all dairy. Uh-huh. They, they, some of them, you know, and, and, and they abide by that. They're going to do that Fat Tuesday, but we don't do that. We're going to enjoy every day. Amen. I said we're going to enjoy every day. Amen. Amen. We, we don't have to wait to Fat Tuesday and just indulge, and then uh, Wednesday come around, we go and get ashes, and now we're ready to repent. No, we don't live like that. We're going to enjoy life every day. Amen. This morning, if you're going to label your journal and for the seat for the SoundCloud, we're going to be talking about the Feast of the Lord included the Sabbath. And I'm going to show you why we're starting with that. Amen. The Feast of the Lord included the Sabbath. And we want you to go to Leviticus. If you have your iPads, your phones, your Bibles, Bibles on iPad or iPhone, we want you to go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. All right. So during these 40 days, what we're going to do as Christians, we're going to focus on God's redeeming love through Christ Jesus, redeeming us from sin and death. We're going to remember we are dust and to dust we shall return, and only through Jesus Christ we can receive eternal life. That dust part reminds us of how fragile we really are, and we really do need the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So we're going to do some remembering. Now, if you want to pick a few days to fast, that's up to you. But there is no requirement to fast for 40 days. Amen? But we are going to do some remembering. We are going to do some thanksgiving. We are, we are going to do some thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to do, do some remembering by getting in the scriptures on what all this means, these 40 days leading up to Resurrection Sunday. I won't get into this right now, but Passover will begin in April. And if you check your calendar, you will see that we will have already, according to our calendar, celebrated Resurrection Sunday while Passover is a little bit into it and beyond that before it even ends. I'm trying to explain to you that we do a lot of teaching between Israel, Christianity, and the church. We do a lot of teaching between Hebrew, Christianity, and, and, and the church, the body of Christ. And the reason why we do that is because that's the way the Lord is teaching us about himself. That's why we do that. We do that because we're learning things about our creator. We're learning things about ourselves. We're learning about the kingdom that we're in and have been in since we got saved. Amen. So a lot of times you'll hear me say a, a word and I'll tell you this is Hebrew or this is, but we're not Judaizers and we're not Jews. Amen. Jews who have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. The Jews are still waiting for their Messiah. We're not still waiting for our Messiah. Now I'm laying a little groundwork before we get into the message. They're still waiting on salvation. They're still waiting to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're living, and I've said this before, we're living in a greater light than they are. 
And they believe in God, but they do not believe in Jesus Christ. They say he's a good man, he was a good prophet, but they do not believe in Jesus Christ. When in, when in reality, every one of the feasts that is represented in Leviticus was pointing to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of all Sabbaths, Pentecost. I want to read them off correctly. Just a minute. We just laying a little foundation. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of all Sabbaths, unleavened bread feast, feast of Passover, feast of first fruits, feast of Pentecost, feast of Rosh Hashanah, feast of Yom Kippur, feast of tabernacles. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of all of these. So we can't sit back and say, well, we shouldn't be studying the Old Testament, Pastor. We're in the new. That is incorrect. The new is wrapped up in the old. You can't have the New Testament without the Old Testament. You can't have the Old Testament without the New Testament. It all works together. Jesus Christ is veiled. Say that with me. Say he's veiled in the Old Testament. Say, but the New Testament unveils him. Say, he, it brings him and all the feast into reality. So while we're doing, while, while this ministry goes from, from the church, from the Jews, the Gentiles, and the church, we got to remember who we are. We are the seed of Abraham through who? But yet we are the seed of who? Amen. We're the seed of Abraham through Jesus Christ, but yet we're the seed of Abraham. We're the ones that Romans talk about in the New Testament that were grafted in. But yet when you study the Bible, I'm going to tell you something about Jesus, our God, who is God. You will find in the New Testament Jesus Christ came to establish the law. He told us that. He says, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to establish the law. Do you hear me? So a lot of what was said in the Old Testament, when you study the life of Jesus Christ, you will find out that Jesus exemplified and walked that path. And I don't know about you, but when I can understand the Hebrew portion of it, the Jewish part of it, it just makes it even more so understandable. It makes it more concrete what the word of God is saying to us as the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. So this morning, I want to show you what the Holy Ghost showed me in talking about how the feast of the Lord included the Sabbath. Let's go to Leviticus 23. And this morning, I'm only going to read verses 1, 2, and 3. Amen? Leviticus 23. And it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Now listen very carefully. He says, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feast. Now notice, the Lord starts out, the Lord God, who is Jesus, starts out by saying, these are my feast. The Israelites didn't put this into play. They, they didn't begin this. The Lord said, this is what I'm giving the nations to honor me by. Are you, do you understand? Now, a lot of times when we preach the Passover, we have really not touched the surface of the Sabbath. But this morning, we're adding the Sabbath because the Lord has shown me through much study that the Sabbaths are a part of the feast. Amen? All right. And you got to listen because we're not talking about Sabbath worship. You got to listen. Amen? If you're listening to SoundCloud, you ought to be ready today to flow. We're not Judaizers. We're not Jews. We are Christians. You're not, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not even a Gentile anymore. 
See, a Gentile is one who is not saved, who has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. A Jew is one who was born of Jewish parents. But here comes Jesus, and he says, accept him, accept him, and then you become a Christian. Whether you Jew, Gentile, or Greek, you become a Christian. Amen? You have to step out of being a Jew. You have to step out of being a Greek. You have to step out of being a Gentile and step over into being a Christian, which means to be Christ-like. All right? And since God wants us to go this way, this is the way we're going. Amen? Amen. Amen. So he says, these are my feast. You might want to underline that or write it to the side in your journal. And then he calls it something, and we're going to go over this. He says he calls them, they're to be claimed to be holy convocations. He says, even these are my feasts. He says, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. You see what he calls it? You shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Somebody say, God hasn't changed. We started teaching you on last Sunday how Jesus came and he brought in an eight day. That eight day is called the Christian Sabbath. That eight day is called the Christian Sabbath. I, I, keep, I want us to understand, I want us to understand, while others are saying God has changed, God has not changed. His methods might have changed, but he is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's still a Sabbath. We don't celebrate it on Saturday. The Jews are still celebrating on Saturday. Why? Because they don't believe in Jesus Christ. But the Christian does not celebrate on Saturday. We understand we celebrate the Sabbath on Sunday. Why? Because Jesus arose on the first day of the week. The Jews' uh, first day of the week does not start on Monday. <laughs> it begins on Sun, Sunday, when the Sabbath is over on Saturday, they pick up on Sunday. So what Jesus did, he skipped over Saturday, which was the Sabbath then, and he got up on Sunday and proclaimed it to be a Sabbath rest. Not, not the Sabbath rest from working, but a Sabbath rest from working to please God. See, it changed. Everything has changed. It's still the same, but the method has changed. And as Christians, what did Acts say? Being his offspring, we are not to be confused about the Godhead. Isn't that what it told us? Hold on a minute. I'm in a teaching mode because I feel that spirit. Is that all right? Amen. So I'm going to do what the Holy Ghost says. Is that all right? Amen. Hold on to Leviticus. Go to the book of Acts. Now, God wants us to be intelligent. Amen. Did you hear what I said? Amen. My old bishop, and I'm going to call his name, Bishop Dr. James E. Finley. That's one thing about him. He taught us to be intelligent. He taught us to dress good, look good, smell good, because we represented the kingdom of God. He taught us that the wealth of the land belonged to us. Yes, yes he did. He taught us that holiness wasn't, uh, wasn't anything wrong with being holy because God is holy. He taught us that holiness was the way. He taught us how to be kings and queens for the kingdom of God. While others have ran on and they've laid it aside, I'm going to preach it. Amen. I don't care who don't like it. I don't care who don't want it. I know it works. Amen. God is still holy and he's still looking for holy people Amen. to serve him. Amen. That's what he wants. I say he's looking for holiness. Amen. That means set apart for God. That means consecrated to God. That means living something. Amen. 
say. That means not following every whim of my flesh. That means not stooping to what my flesh want. That means not acting all out in my flesh. Because I preached it for years. If the church, if the body going to walk in power, if you're going to have power in your life, you got to live something. Or you're not going to have any power. I preached it for years. God does not anoint junk. He does not anoint sin. What is the anointing? It is the burden moving, yoke destroying, power of God. It is God's presence upon our lives. And God is not going to dwell with an unclean building. And you and I are the building. This is the worship center. You and I are the building. And we running around here living any kind of way, running with every whim of our flesh, doing what we want to say, doing what we want to do, saying what we want to say, and that is not becoming of God's people. And to be a Christian and to be wealthy doesn't mean I got to have my hair nappy, looking crazy. God's people ought to be wealthy. I said God's people ought to be wealthy. But along with that wealth, you're going to have to live something. Solomon was the richest man. Queen Sheba was a rich woman. The disciples were very rich. And I'm not just talking about in the word. How in the world are we going to represent the kingdom of God and you're going to tell me God won't bless you? No, you better get that junk out your trunk. You better get that sin out your life. The people of color in the Bible are Africa's Egyptians were not white. They had all the gold, all the silver, all the ivory. They had kingdoms, but they lost it because they started worshiping alligators, the sun, the moon, the stars. They started working in the dark arts. They started doing all types of sexual sins. Yes, Lord. God is still looking for a people to represent him in the earth. That's why he created Adam and Eve. They were to be representatives of him in the blessing. And then when that got marred by sin, he sent Jesus Christ to raise up another day called the eighth day and to bring us out of the power of darkness into his kingdom. To what? Represent him in the earth and take the blessing where? Throughout the earth, in our atmosphere. You should be blessed. That's all throughout the Bible. I guarantee you when you talk to a Jewish person, and they don't even have the greater light like we have. That's all they talk about is peace, prosperity, blessings, how Jehovah, how Jehovah is a blesser. But we got to get our lives together. I think I preached this before. I've never seen so many other religions be so dedicated, but Christianity, we as Christians are not as dedicated as they are, and we're walking in a greater light. 
I know the Muslims pray. How many times? How, how many times a day? Three times a day. And what do they face? Mecca. Here it is. It's in the Bible. He said, if you've turned your face, that's in the Bible, toward Jerusalem. Other religions are more dedicated than we are, and that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. We know Christ is real. We know the word of God is real. We know all these other religions are false and untrue. But yet we live like the word of God is untrue. Well, God is ready. Somebody say, God ready. ready. Say, he raising up a people people. that's going to run with this. Say, they're going to run with kingdom prosperity, kingdom promises, Kingdom power and kingdom presence. And they're going to exemplify the kingdom of God in the earth the way it should be. The way it should be. Acts 17. Verse 28, and it reads, for in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Now we explain that. We explain how we are the offspring of the Lord Jesus Christ. At salvation, the Holy Spirit gave us a new gene. He gave us a new gene. A holy gene, a gene of righteousness. So therefore, as salvation, we became the offspring of God. And we're the offspring of God just through, uh, by creation. It is God who created us. We didn't come from the Big Bang Theory. We didn't come from a molecule. God created us. The very breath in our lives started with the first breath in Adam. It came from God. The very spirit being that we have, God created that when he first created Adam. We are spirit, soul, and body. We are spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. And it all came from God. And when this life is over, he has a brand new body to put our spirit and soul, our renewed, regenerated spirit and soul in. Ye calling it in now. He says in the 29th verse, For as much then as we are the offspring of God. Say that. Say, I'm the offspring of God. Say, I'm the offspring of Elohim. In Hebrew, Elohim means God. Huh? God in Hebrew is Elohim. Say that. Say, I am the offspring. Of Elohim. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let that soak in. You are his offspring. I am his offspring. We didn't come from monkeys. No, 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 no. They want to tell you you came from a monkey to downplay your intelligence. But God made us intelligent. Yes, he did. Adam was able to name all the animals, and God didn't say a word. How was he able to do that? Because God in him was speaking. That's why the devil hated Adam and Eve, because they were little gods, and he hates us today. Why? Because we're little gods. The Bible say, God, Jesus told him, he says, have not I said ye are gods? We are little gods up under God. He says, but if we don't accept it, we're going to die like mere, mere men and women. What are you talking about? The earth that is cursed now is just going to swallow us up. The curse will swallow us up. If we don't stand up and take authority and use the word of God and live something and act like you're a child of God, Command the earth. 
message. Everybody got a message. I say, everybody got a message. And the Holy Ghost took me on a journey. Because I, I said, what's my message? I, I said, I know you called me because I didn't call myself. You, and I know you got a message for your people. He said, your message is to teach them about the Jew, the Gentile, and the church. That's your message. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He says your message is to bring them from spiritual bankruptcy to spiritual wealth. Well, that's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. First John, the apostle John, he says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. So guess what? As our soul prospers, it begins to spill on over. Guess what? Just like your soul can prosper, your natural can prosper. Just like your natural can prosper, your soul can prosper. Somebody say, I want it all. all. Say, I'm going for the gold. gold. Say, it won't be without a fight. Because the devil don't want me there. Say, because he used to have it all. all. Now he sees I have an opportunity to have it all. all. Say, but I got to lay aside every weight. And the sin that would so easily beset me and run the race. We are Elohim's offspring. We ought not to think that the Godhead is likened to gold or silver or stone graven by, by arts and man's devices. What are you saying, Lord? Being the offspring of God, we ought to understand the Godhead. We ought to understand. We ought, listen what he says. Let me take you further. Verse 30. He says, and the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. He winked at it. God overlooked the ignorance of the Gentiles, but now that the revelation of the gospel has come, uh-huh, God commands all men everywhere to repent, to repent, to turn around, Change their thinking, get in the church he told you to be in, and get under the word, and let's get some understanding. Amen. I don't want to come to church. Uh, it's one Sunday. You can't give God a tenth of Sunday, which is the true Sabbath. Finish show you something. Say, I'm God's offspring. Say, I'm God's offspring. Say, I'm Elohim's offspring. Go back to Leviticus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So we're talking about the feast of the Lord included the Sabbath. But there are two words that the Lord uses here. He calls these his feast, and he calls them holy convocations. I, I hear that so much when I used to listen to the radio. Oh, we're having our convocation. We're having our convocation. Oh, we're, ha- we're in convocation this week. And so I began to ask the Lord, what in the world is a convocation? Someone told me that a convocation is where they have a week long of services. They renew their minister's license. Um, they, they talk to them about how they've been living. If they haven't been living right, they give them the opportunity to get their lives together, uh, you know, and things like that. They ordain new ministers and set up new ministers. So I said, okay, so I don't need to have a convocation. I'm t- that's just what I said. And all of us, you know, God is good. So a month went by, and I, the Lord began to put me over. He says, I want you to read Leviticus 23. I want you to read Leviticus 23. And he says, he reminded me, he says, uh, in Leviticus 23, uh, we talk about the Sabbaths first, and then we go over into Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. So as I begin to read, and the Holy Ghost, the way he do me, he allow words just to jump out at me. So I was reading, and verse 2, it jumped out at me concerning the feast of the Lord, which you should proclaim to be holy convocations. 
I say, huh? Even these are my feast. Uh-huh. He says the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. I said, wait a minute. That don't sound like renewing license. And I said, something right here, Lord. Because, see, I want to have a, co a convocation right after we have our prayer around the altar. I wanted to take January, and because we always start the first of the year off with praying around the altar, calling on the name of the Lord, receiving strength, getting the new word from the Lord, uh, uh, getting the word for the year to help us run. And I wanted to do a convocation. So I said, well, we, we can't do that because, no, 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 that's not what I think. Listen at this. Listen at this. You might want you to write this down or you might want to go back to SoundCloud. Leviticus 23, verses 1 through 3. That's what we're going to deal with today. We're not ready to go to Passover. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, speaking to the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be. You shall proclaim them to be holy convocations. Somebody say this with me. Say, all the feasts, all the feasts are, holy are holy convocations. I said, wow. Listen at this. He says, even these are my feasts. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. You shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Now, you know me. Father, what does Sabbath mean? So he leads me where he wants me to go. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of information out here, but I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. Amen. He'll let me read something. He'll say, get rid of that. He'll let me read something. He said, Get this takes time to study and be guided through, through all this stuff by the Holy Spirit. But I love him. He'll look, he, I'll look at something and the Holy Spirit will say, nope, put it in the trash, erase it until I get to where I need to be. And he'll say, that's it right there. Ugh. I said, thank you, Jesus. Y'all ought to say, thank you, Jesus. Because you you're sitting up under this ministry. Anyway. Sabbath means, listen at this, it is a day of religious observances and abstinence from work kept by Jews from Friday evening to Saturday evening and by Christians on Sunday. Okay? So that means when Jesus came in and brought in a eight day, that means the seven day was done away with. If you're a Christian, now if you're a Jew or a Gentile, they still under the seven day. But a Christian is under the eight day Sabbath. And the eight day Sabbath begins on Sunday. Notice what he says is for. Listen to this, listen at this. Because see, I've, I've, I've shared this with you. When we, when we, when we, you know, my husband and I, when we were bringing up our children, and if they would remember, Saturday, we got ready for Sunday. Okay? Hair was done, clothes was laid out, food was cooked, all preparations was made for where we were going to eat. Everything was done on Saturday. We were not running up and down the street. We were getting ready for Sunday. That way, when we came to service to honor the Lord, come on now, and we got a chance to go back home or whatever preparations were made to go eat, we, did, we didn't go home to wash clothes, sweep the floor, clean out the refrigerator. No, we went to church, and then we went home and ate dinner and spent time as a family. Now, they might not remember this. Back then, they used to have good uh, movies to come on, real good movies. They were almost like Disney movies, but they were not Disney, but they were good. And so we would get little rugs and put them on the floor. We'd come to church. Everybody had to go to church. Everybody had to go to church. Everybody had to go to church. Everybody, uh, 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 Raph wasn't saying, little Raph wasn't saying, Dad, I don't want to go to church. Look, Courtney and, and Shakita and Aaron, uh, they wasn't saying, I don't want to go to church. Because they knew not to bring that junk up in our house. You go into the house of the worship. Amen. Then we can do whatever we want to do. Amen. We would get home. I take the little socks off their feet, 
take off the little church clothes, put them on some relaxed clothes. They play while dinner was warming and the, the movies were beginning to start and they lay out on their little rugs with the little belly full. Oh, our children have been taken care of. They might not remember that, but they've been taken care of. But they went to church. We didn't play this foolishness. Well, if you don't want to go, darling, the devil, you better get up or here come the bell. On your sit down. Well, they just didn't feel like coming. Really? Who's the parent? You or them? Who is your God? That's the next thing. Who is God? But see, that starts when they little. You can't, even the Bible tells you, you can't start bending the tree when the sap, when the tree get old and the sap. But see, that started from my mom and daddy. On Saturday, we got ready for church. Wasn't no foolishness going on. I remember my mama cooking, cleaning, getting us ready, clothes laid out. Sunday morning, we was, we was ready to go. And I guarantee you, we didn't tell dad or mama, oh, I don't feel like, get the belt. Oh, you going. The Bible said, raise up a child. And when they old, they won't detour from it. See, you better do the raising now. You better put it in them now while they're young and explain to them why they're going. So, so, so Sunday is our Sabbath because Jesus got up on the eighth day. The Sabbath is a day of religious observances and abstinence from work. So that means you got six days to do everything you want to do and need to do. But on Sunday, you need to be coming on out that door. Picking collard greens on Sunday. You're wrong. I forgot to water my, I want to wash my boat, wash my car. Not on Sunday. You should have did it on Saturday. Well, I stayed out all night, said I don't feel like you wrong. Then you wrong. You wrong. We stayed up late watching some. No, you wrong. You knew Sunday was coming. Can we go a little further? So by right, by God's right, Sunday is the Sabbath. And we're supposed to be in church. Just by right. Just by Christ getting up on the eighth day. That's a part of the new day living. This is a Sabbath day. A holy day. You always go to church first. (laughs) Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. We are not Jehovah Witnesses. We are not seven-day people. We are eight-day people. We follow Jesus Christ. We are Christians. Oh, listen at this. I said, Father, Holy Spirit, please help me. I said, what is a convocation? He helped me. A holy convocation means, listen at this. It's a set-apart gathering, a summoned assembly. It's a call. It's to invite them for an assembly or convocation. It is a celebration of the believer's salvation through Jesus Christ. Listen at this. So, with Sunday being our Sabbath through Jesus Christ, every Sunday is a holy convocation. How many of you got the springtime message yesterday? Raise your hand to turn your clocks. 
it was so funny when I got through. It was so funny. <laughs> the Lord said, all right, you just invited them. I said, what? He said, you just invited them to be in church on Sunday. He said, you just called a holy convocation. The word convocation means a called meeting. A called meeting. So every Sunday, God says, come, come. He says, I've set it aside for you. Jesus Christ arose on the eighth day. See, Jesus didn't arise uh, uh, <laughs> on Saturday morning. He got up on Sunday morning. And people are still trying to figure out how do you get three days and three full nights out of Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Well, see, during that time right before he died, they were having a double Sabbath. Everything started on Wednesday. He was put in the grave on Wednesday afternoon. He stayed in there Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and rose on Sunday morning. And you go back and read it, and it says that they were taking the body down because they were getting ready to do Sabbath. Mm. Oh, Lord. So you've been called. SoundCloud listeners, you've been called. You've been called to the assembly. You've been called on a Sabbath day to be in the house of the Lord and to abstain from work. Listen at this. In Hebrew, the word convocation means mekwah. Mekwah. Say that with me. Say, convocation in Hebrew means makra. Makra. That word, convocation, and in Hebrew, makra, means a rehearsal. It means a rehearsal. We soon to close. I say, what? It means a rehearsal. I said, Lord, what in the world? Listen at this. Listen at this. The word means rehearsal. Well, what does rehearsal mean? Listen at this. Rehearsal is defined as the act of practicing in preparation for an event. And it also means makra also means to read and understand the laws of Elohim, who is God. I say, what? Listen at this. Real simple. You remember I told you that the Jewish people believe that Jesus will return in the 8,000th year. Well, actually, they believe he's going to return in the 7,000th year. Ah, you going don't go too far. <laughs> they believe you're going to, you know why? Go all the way back to Genesis. In seven days, let me show you how it go. In seven days, the Bible says, in six days, God created the earth. On the seventh day, he rested. If you are a Jew or a Gentile, you're still in the seventh day. When you go over to 1 Peter, what does it say? One day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. So they believe that in 6,000 years, God finished the earth, calling it back. And he rested on the 7,000. What they're waiting on is the millennium rest and the eternal rest. But we're already in, listen at this, we're already in the new day rest. We're not waiting on it. And we already understand it began in the 8th not the seventh. So what they did was they took First Peter where it says one day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. And they said, okay, since God rested on the seventh day, he's going to return back to this earth in 7,000 
years. But we understand that Christ arose on the eighth day. So I'm just going to put this out there. This is not a thus said the Lord. What if that eternal rest? See, listen at me. You're in a Sabbath rest right now. We're awaiting the millennium rest, and then we go from the millennium rest to the eternal rest. Remember I explained that? We came out of eternity. We're going back into, everything's going to end up back into eternity. We as Christians are already in a Sabbath day rest. What is our Sabbath day rest? Our Sabbath day rest is that we're not toiling for salvation anymore. We're not toiling to try to please God. We're in Christ, and by the blood of Jesus Christ, when God sees us, he does not see us. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ, and therefore he's pleased. When we enter to his throne room, we come through the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God, and every time you say Jesus Christ, it is representative of that blood. Everybody that's still in the seventh day is without blood. And you can't approach God without blood. That hadn't changed. He taught Adam and Eve them how to bring the blood. That's why when it got down to the two sons, my, 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 Lord have mercy. Let me go over there. Are you learning anything? Amen. Let me ask you this. I'm sorry. Are you learning about our God? Amen. That's why when it got down to Cain and Abel, and the Lord said, I accept Abel's offering, but I will not accept Cain's offering, it's because Abel brought the blood. That hadn't changed. What, is, what, does, what does Hebrew say? And almost all things under the law are purged by when Jesus Christ came to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from our sins. How did he do it? Through his shed blood. God still have to have blood. Holy blood. So you don't wash yourself in the presence of God trying to teach you how to pray. Well, Lord, you know, I've been good today. I ain't hurt nobody. I didn't, he, you, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Our righteousness doesn't mean anything to the Lord. He want to hear about Jesus. He want to hear about the blood. Because in some way or another, we done messed up during the day. So you already in a Sabbath day rest. And that Sabbath day rest is not to not fix on your car, help somebody. He said you don't have to toil anymore to please God. That's what he says. You don't have to do that anymore. But you do have to be in Christ. You have to be a follower of Christ. You have to know his word. Now that we got to know. We're headed to the millennium rest. What is that, Pastor? That's when Jesus Christ is going to come to the earth and set up his kingdom for 1,000 years. If you intend to be a part of that, you're going to need to get on over in the seventh day. You're going to have to be saved. You're going to have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you're going to have to live it. And then we go from the millennium reign after a thousand years. Then the Bible says Jesus is going to give up everything to the Father. Yes. And then we enter into eternity. That's deep. That's deep. But the Bible says if you call a holy convocation, if you call for an assembly, which is called on Sunday, tell them they're in rehearsal. He said, you're rehearsing for the millennium reign. You're rehearsing for the eternity. You know, I used to hear old preachers say, this just rehearsal. I said, what in the world are they talking about? This just rehearsal. Now I know what it means. I know what it means. If I can't come to church and spend two hours with the Lord, how are we going to spend eternity Worshiping and praising him. 
Oh, I'm tired. The praise team's singing too long. Church too long. Pastor preached too long. Now, because when the Holy Spirit lifts, I'm gone. We don't feel like getting up going. We don't want to go. But this is rehearsal. Remember, your spirit is saved. Your spirit was saved at salvation when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The Holy Ghost came and put a new gene in there, a gene of righteousness. But we have to renew our mind. We have to renew our soul. We have to renew our mind, will, emotions, conscience, imagination, affections. All that's got to be renewed. How, Pastor? Through the word of God. The more we come in and hear the word, we get washed by the water of the word. Our mind is being renewed. Every time you take this word and take it home and study it and, and, and read it and pray over it, your mind being renewed. Somebody said we're in rehearsal. I'm tired of singing. Oh, here's the biggie. I'm tired of giving. I'm tired of singing. I'm tired of giving. Why we got to go to church? Because it's a called assembly. It's the Sabbath day. And all throughout the Old Testament, God didn't play. He told him he, it, the Sabbath was so important until God thought it to put it in the Ten Commandments. I'm trying to teach you something. God trying to get us something over to you. He's trying to say, stop spitting and dishonoring my day. Stop doing all you want to do before you get to church. I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I said, Lord, why is this so important? What is this? And he began to take me deep in the word and deeper. I said, oh, as my eyes got open, I said, oh, my Lord, Sunday is important. People ought to be in church on Sunday. Now, if you just died or you sick, okay, we understand you gone, you know. You done went on into the eternal Sabbath. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> this is important. This is important. Even God, he was so, can I just show you? This is only to show us how important it was to God. Has God changed? What did he tell him? You do all your services and what you want to do on my day. Oh, my Lord. I think it's go to Exodus 20, and we soon to close. That's the message. Somebody say, Mikrah. Say, it means, means uh-huh, convocation, convocation and rehearsal. And rehearsal. <laughs> oh, Lord, I love you. I love you, Jesus. Let's go. I want to go to Exodus. This is important, everybody. This is on the heart of God. I, I'm not making any of this up. Did you hear what I said? Amen. This thing's so serious, God said, I, I want them to come on up. All right, go to Exodus 20. Mm-hmm. Exodus 20 chapter. And remember now, Everything we do for the Lord and in the Lord, we're what? We're practicing in preparation for the big event. Uh-huh. That's why we have a praise team. That's why we have dancers in here. Most people ridicule me about our dancers. I just let them talk and keep it moving. I don't have time to argue. I love everybody, but I'm not taking the dance out. Why? Because in the days of King David, there was dance. There were tambourines. There was an orchestra. No, those things are going to stay. That's in worship to Jehovah. Amen. That's in worship to Elohim. Amen. That's in worship to Jehovah. Yeshua Hamashiach. Yehovah is Lord. 
Yeshua is Jesus, and Christ is Hamashiach. Elohim. We're not taking the musicians out. We're not taking the No. That's why we're doing these Palm Sunday programs, and we're going to have singing. So those, look, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, 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 evangelists, if they get to where they don't want to sing, we're going to put some, uh, some uh, uh, we're going to turn this machine on. Now, even though the Bible says let everything that have breath praise the Lord, but he also mentioned the thimble, the drums, the high-sounding cymbal, so the machine can do what? Bring in a worship. We gonna worship God up in hell. And we ought to be ashamed of ourselves putting everything else before what we need to be doing. And don't you give me that. I feel you where you don't be doing, oh baby, I've had January, February, March where I couldn't even hardly think. I got into bed at 12, I got up at 5. And I'm here with the word. I was so crazy yesterday when I got home. I was about to pass out. And I said, Lord, just help me. Please help me get your word. Please help me. Now, I've been taking notes all week long because I ain't no fool. But I had to get him to help me because I was so tired. I've been running. Go, go, do, do, do this. And this was important stuff. We ain't talking about just running to be running. But I'm here. And I'm in my right mind. And I'm bringing the word. And I'm not complaining. And I'm not saying I don't want to do it. I'm in my place. Get in your place. Get in your place, givers. Stop complaining. You give it to the house of God. Stop it. I don't want to sing. I don't want to give. I don't want to usher. Really? David said, I'd rather stand in the courts of the Lord than to be in the house of the sinners. Get in your place, ushers. Sunday is a high Sabbath day. It's a holy day. It's a holy convocation. It's a called assembly. We're in rehearsal for the, for the millennium reign and the eternal reign of Jesus Christ. If you can't do it now, how do you expect to do it then? And I heard that because we're going to have new bodies. But remember, you're taking your spirit and soul with you. So however your mind is now, don't you mess with me. Don't you mess with me. However your mind is now, that's how it'll be. If you're slow for now, you're going to be slow for then. How long I got to give? I'm tired of gay to KSL. Oh, you keep giving till you rapture out of here. The bills don't stop coming. The work don't stop. The need of the ministry don't stop. How long I got to sing? Oh, I wish evangelists would just stop it. I don't want to say. Who are you? We worship in the Almighty God. Get up and shut up. Because I'm telling you, if they keep it up, turn that machine on, baby. Play me something nice. Give me something. Give me, give me, uh, you know what? Let's go here. Give me something. No, no, and God is, you see, what you don't understand, you think Raph just, uh, there he go, running off at the mouth. But God is talking. I don't deal with, when it comes to God, it's me and God. But what he be saying, God is getting upset with this foolishness. And he's your God. He's your creator. He's your father. In him we live, we move, and have our being. Everything we got, God gave it to us. You can't give him one day. Come on, turn it up, turn it up. Sing a bunch of new songs. I hope you like all of them. If you don't act like you do, let's do it. Hey, hey let's move. Hey.
Come on with it. Today, I woke up to the summer shining through. Calling all my friends, asking what's the mo. Feeling a little different, I'm on something new. this up in here. I'm going to do what God tell me to do. You better come on, Ezra. You better come on, get up. It's all right. I'm doing it, so it's all right. Come on. Calling on my friends, asking what's the most. What's the most? Feeling a little different. I'm on something new. Today, today. Today, I ain't going to let no clouds get in my way. The only road I'm walking is the one I pick. Catch me sitting in the sun, no top of shade. Today, today. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I ain't gonna let it slip away. I'm gonna be joyful. Come on now. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm gonna be joyful. I'm gonna be joyful. Yeah, Lord. I'll be joyful in your day. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, gonna be joyful. I got the feeling that you get when you get new kicks. Bell ringing on the last day of singing, yeah. High fiving everybody, but we out here. Today, today. So fast, life comes and goes. Make it last, bitch, slow your road. They don't take it as a choice, but you gotta know. Come on, Kitty, you know you wanna stand up. That's right, come on, come on. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I ain't gonna let it slip away, nah. I'm gonna be joyful. joyful. Where you at, Ralph? Come on, you know you got some moves. Come on here. I'm gonna be joyful. Woo! Yeah, yeah, that little more shot. Oh, come on, Wanda. Stop being modest. Get up from there. I got the joy, joy down to my heart. Down to my heart. Down to my heart. I got the J-O-Y. Down to my heart. Down to my heart. Down to my heart. I got the joy, joy down to my heart. Too dang, too dang. Woo! 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 Woo!
One more and we finna close. Y'all ain't ready. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. <laughs> you ain't ready. You ain't ready. You ain't ready to give him glory on his day. You ain't ready to give him glory on his day. Confidence, God's got it. God's got it. Oh, I, 